0: Hi everyone, my name is Isabel and I am the host of this brand new podcast, My Vocal Diary. This podcast is going to be all things self development and growth while also sharing tad bits of fun life experiences that have helped take me from where I wanted to be to how far I've come along. I am in a long term relationship of six and a half years with my partner Alex, and I am a dog mom to my baby girl Bella who just turned four. I have been wanting to do this for a long time now, but just needed to get out of my own way and do the damn thing. This introductory episode is going to take you through navigating your 20s, Dealing with anxiety and post-college uncertainty, while also going along the quest of finding those genuine real connections and friendships that we all long to have without that unnecessary drama. This podcast is created to dive deep into the conversations and topics that flood our social medias and have chats that feel as if we're hanging out and sitting in the same room. We are all on this journey of figuring out this life that we are given, so let's take a ride together. So let's get started. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of background so you guys can get to know me a little bit more. So it all started when I was towards the end of middle school, entering high school. I realized that I was suffering with a horrible chemical imbalance. My hormones were all out of whack. I was misbehaving, being very defiant, you know, making very bad decisions, hanging out with the wrong crowd, and just not not having it figured out, which is okay, because considering I was still in middle school, entering high school, that's like where you transition, and I think grow the most, but I was on a verge of not wanting to finish high school. I was wanting to drop out. I had gone to the guidance counselor, and I was like, give me the paperwork. I want to drop out what it is that I need to do. I'm 16 years old at this time and I was legally allowed to drop out. But you do need parent permission, which I did not have. And you also have to have a guidance counselor sign off on it. And she just sat me down and basically was like, you have so much potential. You have amazing grades. You know, you focus, you do everything you need to do you're an outstanding student. What is it that you don't want to finish high school? You're almost done. And I was just not unstable, but I was in a place where I just didn't want to do anything. I wanted to do my own thing. Waking up for school was a pain. Like I just did not want to be there. Like I did not like the people there. I did not like sitting in class. I just had a defiant issue. Like I any direction that was given to me, I did not want. I would push it away, I would act out. And so the guidance counselor kind of sat me down and, you know, explained all of that and she's like, "Listen, I can put you on a fast track of graduation and you can graduate early." I was like, "Perfect. This is amazing." So, I was sitting in my junior year class and I kind of got pulled out and they were like, "You're done with with school." because I was doing junior year in high school and oh my god senior year at the same time which was difficult but I think it's what I needed at the time because it gave me like discipline and I was so hyper focused on what I was doing for school to graduate that I wasn't even focusing on friendships I wasn't focusing on the drama I was just doing what I needed to do in order to grow in that period of my life and so basically I graduated my junior year and right after that i jumped into college and i went to palm beach state college just to kind of do those like i the associate of art degree which is like that first degree you do before you get into your bachelor's and i had no idea what the heck i wanted to do like legit no idea i was still trying to figure it out like just started becoming chemically balanced again and I just was lost, so I would go to classes with my friends. I wouldn't really take it seriously, and then I was like, "You know what? I want to get into business so Then I went into business, and i I liked it, but i it wasn't like for me. so then I actually met my current boyfriend now, Alex, who we've been together six and a half years now. We got together, and then I actually applied for FGCU prior to meeting him and I got in right when I started dating him so I was like hey we're gonna get together but then I am going away for school like two hours away and I'm leaving in a month so we got together and then I left for school and let me tell you FGCU was not for me either like I was still trying to figure out where I belonged I was still trying to figure out like who it is that I was, what I wanted to do and all of that stuff. And FGCU was it was a good time. I liked it, but I it wasn't what I needed in that moment of time. And if I'm being real with you, I was home every single weekend because it was so close to my house. And I just started dating Alex, so I didn't want to be away from him. And so I lasted about five months there, which is fine because it's just not where I was meant to be. I was meant to be back home. So I moved back home and I began FAU. And then I began FAU, realized I wanted to get into a little bit of healthcare, but like anything clinical, like I. I'm not competent. Like, I cannot do anything clinical, anything like that freaks me out. So, I was like, okay, what can I do with healthcare? What can I do with business? So, then I decided to change my major and I changed it to healthcare administration. Absolutely loved it. Like, just being in healthcare, but on the administrative side of it, was really what I wanted to be doing. And even now like my goal is to either open my own healthcare staffing agency or be a CEO of a hospital I'm still trying to figure it out but I actually went through my bachelor's of healthcare administration and then just this past August of last year I think it was last year I don't even know the months and days are just so combined at this point but I finished my master's of healthcare administration and I was first working in a urology office which I personally did not like it like that is not what I wanted to do I did not want to be working in a doctor's office like doing front desk stuff like that is not what I wanted to be doing I wanted to be like office manager like you know diving deep in the administrative aspect but I do have to say I learned a lot about venturing there and I have to say like I learned about it a little bit in school but it drew my attention so much I don't know if it's because I have OCD and I like to be very detail oriented and organized and like all that kind of paperwork stuff is just my jam like it sounds so boring to the like a normal person but to me it's like amazing so I then got into a company where I was doing licensing and credentialing for international nurses. I loved my job, hated the company, and when you're being treated bad at work, you need to put yourself first because those people are always going to find somebody else and they're the company's going to keep going. Your life can be so affected by the stress and like the energy that's going on. And you need to put yourself first. So that's exactly what I did. I said, fuck that. I left. And I actually like heard from a girlfriend about this other company that I have heard about before, but didn't really spark an interest to get to know about it at all. So She was explaining to me about her job and I was like, listen, this is literally what I want to be doing. I want to be doing licensing and credentialing, but I want to be with a good company who values me and I'm being treated fair. Like I want to be recognized for the hard work that I do and not be treated like shit. So she gave me a little bit of background of her job and I shoot my shot and I applied. The hiring process, I have to say, was a little brutal because of how many interviews that took place. And I was like kind of having anxiety because I had left my old position for this new job without even getting it yet. But I was in such a bad state of mind and like dealing with so much anxiety, so much stress and panic that I was like, I cannot be here anymore. So I had left Way before I even got this job, and I just prayed and prayed. And you know, flash forward, I got the job, and I am here now. And I absolutely love it. I've been here since January, so I've been here for about nine months, and I have to say, it is the best job ever. The company is phenomenal, I am being treated so well. I love my coworkers. My team is amazing. I have the best manager ever. Like I I'm thriving here, I would say. Like I had a lot of issues with weight gain and hormone imbalance and anxiety. And since being here, I have to say like I am finally at a place where I can put myself first where I can have that work-life balance, where I can do what I need to do throughout the day to be the best person I can be while also being very productive and getting what I need to do done. But I do have to say the journey of getting to where I need to be, going to where I belong, and just trying to fit into this crazy world around us wasn't an easy ride. I've had to deal with a lot of trial and errors, a lot of self-work, and just figuring out where I belong. There's a lot of common anxieties that accompany the transition from college to the real world. And I would say it's because we are prepped to be in the real world post-college, but we're also trying to figure out what it is we want to do. And I think that isn't really taught in college. And I think a lot of things that should be taught in college are finances, taxes, like figuring out what we want to do, rather than doing stupid science classes, stupid math classes, and just not really taking classes that accompany the real world that is outside those classroom doors. Because you have to think about it. Like, we're there to take exams, write papers. What are we really getting out of it? Besides doing paperwork and taking exams. And half of us are working with our friends to get these assignments done because we have so much going on. Like college, you're trying to save money. You're trying to work full time. You're trying to get all of your classes done while also passing. It's like so overwhelming. So I would say going through FGCU is kind of when my anxiety journey started. And I say journey because it's a constant work in progress. And I think a lot of people see it as a disorder, a problem, a nuisance, which it is. I have to say like if I didn't have it, I would be so much happier, so much more productive and I wouldn't have missed out on half the things I missed out growing up because of my anxiety. But I do have to say it has helped me become who I am today and understanding more about navigating through it than just not being understanding in terms of it. So I would start getting like very dizzy, very lightheaded and just not understanding what was wrong with me. Like I would not understand. And I have done so much blood work, so many tests, like trying to figure out what was wrong with me. And of course, like everything comes back normal. So you're like, what the heck is going on? And the struggle is really trying to find where it's coming from, what's triggering it, and what works for you in terms of treating it and maintaining no anxiety, like a life without anxiety or a life with minimum anxiety where you can still be functional and do the things that you truly enjoy. So I have tried so many medications. I have done trial and error with probably everything you can think of. And a lot of therapy. I am such a therapy enthusiast. Like I truly believe through and through that everybody should at least once in their lives, try therapy, try and bond with somebody. It's kind of like dating. So it might not work out at first, but you have to keep trying. You have to keep building those relationships and you have to keep figuring out what works for you. And, you know, you're getting personal with this other person you need to be able to trust them you need to be able to feel like you can be open and talk about things with no judgment you know a room where you can feel safe and that I think is really hard to find but I was lucky enough very fortunate to have found somebody who I she was my confidant she was somebody I truly could open up to things that I would never tell anybody else and she knows all of my secrets, all of the things that I have dealt with personally that I don't truly talk about with anybody else. And I was seeing her for a a few years, I would say like she was somebody I leaned on and somebody I truly appreciated. And she unfortunately passed away. She passed away in March of 2019. And I think that has to be like, the worst pain I have ever felt in my entire life and I get so choked up about it so I apologize <laughs> but she is somebody who like I wish so badly I can just pick up the phone and call her and I I do have to say though like she has given me so many tools in my toolbox that I still use today like I will be doing something or going through something and I will be like this is what she would have told me and this is what I need to do in order to get past that situation. And it's just, it's really hard having that one person. And I, I say this all the time, like to myself, to my friends, to my boyfriend, to my family, like you think about losing your friends, you think about losing family, you think about losing people because death is inevitable. Like it happens regardless whether we like it or not, but you never think about your therapist passing away. That is the person you go to, to grieve loss, not to like lose, you know, like that has to be like the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. And I think I still go through it because there's days, like I said, I just want to pick up the phone. I just want to call her, but I can't. So I think journaling a lot has helped me navigate not being able to communicate with her, but also In a healthy way, get out my thoughts and feelings on paper because if you bundle these things up and internalize them, they are going to blow up so big and you won't even know it hit you. It's so healthy to get, to exert these feelings, exert what's going on because if you're building it up, it's just gonna be like a volcano. It's just gonna continue building up until it's like blown up. You are in a bad state of mind. You just don't know what's going on and you're just so frustrated. And I think I have to say, The moral of all of this is anxiety and dealing with things that we are dealing with in our 20s, because I know almost everybody is going through very similar situations, may not all be the same, but very similar in terms of anxiety, depression, navigating where we need to be in life and just feeling genuinely confused on like this weird stage of life. Like we are grown adults to where we can live on our own have babies but we're also so young that we like just moved out of our like our parents houses if you think about it in terms of an adult we are only about five to six years into being an adult and I think that is such a short amount of time but also the longest amount of time to figure things out and to know where we want to go And I do have to highlight the importance that embracing uncertainty is also an opportunity for growth. If you really knew exactly what you wanted to do, you wouldn't, you would still be growing, but you wouldn't be giving those obstacles. Like you wouldn't be getting those obstacles to figure things out, to try things you like, try things you don't like. And I think all of that is about growth. And although it's frustrating to have that post-college confusion and, Dealing with these mental illnesses that a lot of us are dealing with, it's just all to make us be a better person at the end of the day. Like, we are all trying to figure it out, and I think it's really good to trial and error things. Like, you're not going to know where you want to be unless you try these things, and if you fail, It's just an opportunity to show you that that's not what you want to do. But you may find one or two things in that opportunity that you truly enjoy and you might run with it, you know, and find really what you want to do. Now I'm going to go a little bit into another aspect of this conversation because I think it coincides with navigating what you want to do in that post-college confusion. I think minimizing the bullshit in friendships is very important because at this age in life, we are figuring out our groups. We are figuring out our people. We are wanting to be the best versions of ourselves, but it's really hard to do that without a good support system and having authentic friendships that are genuine and that are our people and that we can share experiences in life with and evolve in our friendship. I think it's really important that we have People that we can lean on, people that are a backbone for us and people that we can open up to and trust and that are there for us and we're there for them and just have fun with because you also need to have fun. You also need to get out, make those memories and just live your best freaking life. I'm going to dive into the challenges of maintaining those authentic relationships while also navigating, you know, setting realistic expectations Understanding the importance of setting boundaries and letting go of those toxic relationships. I'm going to start because I have dealt with my own fair share of toxic friendships and just navigating what works best for me, setting those boundaries. And if somebody doesn't respect those boundaries, then just letting them go. It's really hard at this day and age because we are all, again, trying to figure it out, trying to understand our emotions. How we feel, what we want to do, where we belong in this world. And I think it's really important that we find people that balance us out in terms of that. And it's really hard finding authentic people. For example, I am a people pleaser and I feel that I will give an arm and a leg for anybody that I love, like value, want in my life. And I've been in a few situations I've been taken advantage of. I've been in a bad place where I have friendships, but I can't lean on these people. I have friendships that drain me. I have friendships that are just not benefiting in my life. And people that don't value each other and people that revolve around drama and people that constantly search for validation in the wrong places and surrounding them with other people that are toxic and people that don't value them and i think it's really hard to have these friendships in our 20s because people are going to backstab you they're going to talk about you they're going to have opinions on you and At the end of the day, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to get where we need to be. We are making mistakes. We are learning from them. We are grasping on any opportunity to become a better person. And I think it's really important to find those people that understand that and be on the same page as that, not in the same stage of life, but understand the challenges that are going to evolve and that are present in those. And people that understand boundaries. Because when we are in this age, we are going through so much, you know, we are working full time jobs, we are in relationships, we're getting married, we're having kids. And boundaries are so important at this stage in age, because we are trying to figure it out. And boundaries are important, because when somebody needs their space, it's so important that your friends can be like, that's fine. Like, I'm here whenever you need it. And for example, I've had a good friend. Her name is Megan and we've been best friends since middle school. And her and I, like our friendship is thriving. Like I love her through and through. She is my family. She, I consider her my sister. Like her and I, like our friendship is so amazing that we can go like weeks without talking. Like we understand that both of us are going through life like we are dealing with our own things, working full time jobs. She's a she's getting married like I have a long term boyfriend and there's times where we can't make time for friendships like we need to do what we need to do in this life to get where we need to be. But like, we also have days and out of the weeks and months that we do make time for each other. And when we hang out, it's like time hasn't passed. Like we just pick up where we left off and things are amazing. And I think it's so important to have those kinds of friendships in this day and age, because it's, we don't have to be up our friends' asses. Like we don't have to be doing everything with them. Like to be a little independent, And not depend on another person is very important. And I feel like a lot of friendships these days are just so up everybody's butt. And, you know, a lot of communication is lacked. And I feel like opening up and being vulnerable to somebody is very difficult because there's, you know, the feeling of being judged, feeling of not being understood. And I think it's really important that we... Recognize those toxic behaviors without also compromising our well being, I think, is very important. And this even goes with the relationships. Like, you need the healthy balance of having your own time, them having their own time, and then you guys coming together and having together time. Like, I think it's so important that he can have a guy's night, I can have a girl's night, and then we come together at the end of the night and we enjoy each other's company like I think it's so important and to not be up each other's butts regardless like my boyfriend Alex and I we have such a strong relationship and I think it's important that we're not up each other's butts but at the same time we are like you know our families are very close my parents love his parents his parents love my parents and I have such a great relationship with his parents as well and his family and vice versa. But like, we are not up each other's butts. We freaking live together. We have a dog together. Like there's no need to be tracking each other all the time, blowing up each other's phones. Like we, we both have jobs, you know, we both go about our days. And then at the end of the day, we come together. And I think a lot of friendships these days, even relationships, they feel the need that you guys always have to be together. You have to be doing everything together. There's no boundaries in terms of making time for other things and other people. And I think that's where I lack a lot in terms of friendships as well, going back to that, because a lot of my friendships arguments and drama revolve around being at my butt and not giving me space and understanding that I have a life of my own and like my life does not revolve around my friendships like that, you know? And I think it's really important also back to the mental health thing. Like I have days where I want to do absolutely nothing but lay in my bed. Like I have days where I just need a breather. I need to reset and I just need to be alone. And there's people that have been in my life that are no longer in my life because those boundaries were never respected. I would have people show up at my house when I would say no. And I feel like that's such a invasion of boundaries invasion of privacy and no respect is given I think it's really hard for especially people like me being a people pleaser I am not one who wants to say like hey I need my space you need to leave you know I have said that in certain situations but I want to hang out with my friends I want to be able to do these things but it's also a healthy balance of having your space and doing those things as well And, you know, navigating our 20s, it's so big on setting boundaries and understanding things because I feel like as we get older, these things are not going to get easier. Like we are going to be building families, getting married, you know, having more dogs because I love my dog. She is my child. And, you know. We grow within our jobs, we get promotions, we get more responsibilities, and life does not get easier. Setting those boundaries in the early beginning is super important. Be where we need to be and navigate these difficult times and challenging times that we're all figuring out at the same time. I think that's enough for today. And as I wrap up today's episode, I just want you guys to remember that we are in our 20s and this is a huge period of our life of exploration and growth. We need to embrace these uncertainties and we need to lean on our support system and surround ourselves with people, genuinely lift us up and make us be a better person and understand that we are all navigating anxiety and these post-college confusions and trying to build authentic genuine connections where we have our people we have our crowds and all of it's going to be a wild ride but it's all about life and it's going to happen regardless whether we like it or not And I think it's going to be a journey worth taking. So until next time, I want you guys to all take care of yourselves. And remember, you are not alone in this journey. And I am here for you if you need absolutely anything. And I am so grateful for each one of you for listening. And make sure you follow all of my socials that will be linked down below. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Remember, take care of yourselves.